Hey, welcome to the Big Fat Podcast, Cody. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. My my beautiful wife over there. Hey. Hey. We're still in honeymoon mode. Can you tell? I can tell, yeah. It's really kind of weird. Like, I didn't think this was like, uh, not to get into weird relationship stuff. We just hit our one-year anniversary recently. And uh, after one year, I'm like really strangely encouraged. I'm like, holy cow, like, we still like each other. That's pretty yeah. amazing, huh? That is that is a probably ma- not to you. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> he's like, what are you talking? We're about? just finally getting to experience <laughs> what you've been experiencing all along. It it's just, just it's it's. Uh, I will say that marriage should not be hard. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be hard yet. I agree, one hundred percent. There you go, Connor. Make sure you date enough that when you find the right person, you, you'll know. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for I'm sure. So, totally serious about that, actually. So you had an adventure getting over here this morning. Was it just a trail of tears out there? I, I got this message from you. I'm sitting outside. There's we've had well, immense I, so winds. I started, but I had a neighbor that called and said, "Hey, can you come get help me plow out about 3:30?" And uh, the wind was strong, and there's one spot that was just kind of there's multiple spots, but over course there's one that you have to get. I mean, it's kind of like a bottle, kind of like a bottleneck because ah. it goes down a hill, and it was. I mean, people were buried. Up, wow. past their, up past their wills that they were trying to get in. So we, we got him out, but it was like, eh, I'm not going back out. And Yeah. So Wow. You have to wait for the county plow. Oh, geez. Did he get out there in a timely manner? <laughs> Two and a half hours, but. Uh, that's better than what you would think. Better, yeah. At least, least people can get going by their work day. Yeah. I'm surprised on our way into town. Usually it's all drifted over. It was drifted a little bit, but not bad. I busted through it. It was super slick when I came in. It was super it, it was slick, icy. Yes. I came yep. around the corner on the one bridge right by the British guy's house and slid. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really icy. But wow, it's forty degrees out there and the wind blowing, so it's just making it smooth. There's one spot that has a we have a hill that kind of comes down and turns. It's, oh. it's a cool spot, but it doesn't get direct light from the heat, so it's just the heat of the day. And there's over the years, there's a couple times I went down that backwards. We turned and did a 180, and uh, one side's a big old gulch. I mean, if you go off that, you're you're done. Yeah, you may not live. I like and, to make it dramatic because then it makes it feel like it's a real adventure. It does. So when you turn, you start turning back towards the hills. At my point, so you learn pretty quick of like, well, turn the wheel so that if you're if you're gonna run off the road, you hit it towards the inside of the hill versus the out. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is the price we pay to uh, live in God's country. It is. And it's fun. It makes life interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you made it to town, April. I did. And um, I came into town and started working on our our fancy new printer setup. We're pretty pumped. We're going to be doing this um, where we're relabeling all of our burritos. We've been doing it really old school with a black big Sharpie marker and now we got invent we invested in this big fancy labeling system so and i had to get this laptop that runs this software and then as you let's say you got a pan of 12 bacon burritos you just rolled you go to number three which is the file number for bacon you hit that you need 12 copies you hit 12 and you hit print it just prints one label you grab it as you grab it and are sticking it on a burrito it prints the next one like really fast just boom feeds it grab the next one but it doesn't like spew them all out 
Are they stickers? Yes. Ones are cool. Yeah. So they'll have our, our logo in full color on there. And then, you know, whatever other information we want to print on there, I can go in there and change the file up, put the ingredients, put our website, all that kind of stuff on there on a full color. So how much does that cost per label? Gosh, I need to do the work on that again. I think we're at like, I want to say it's somewhere around two cents. I can't really remember now. Now that I had that number down, but. So it's not, it's not overly, I mean, it's not cheap either, but. No, and by the time uh, we get the foils with our logo on them, and so our packaging is going to be a bit, but not. It's it'll be worth it. Evil. Yeah. That's cool. Definitely. Yeah. Exciting times. Yeah, exciting times. So, yeah, we're making a lot of uh, a lot of strides, a lot of investment there. And uh, anyway, that's what I was working on when you texted me and said, "Hey, I'm running late." So I was like, "You know what? I'm going to go set up this printer." So <laughs> anyway, that's why I was kind of late getting all this stuff going. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, so we were kind of talking earlier. We were th- we kind of wanted to run by and get your thoughts on. Now we're kind of. I know we're not past COVID. It's still going on out there. It's still a big reality for people. But one of the things that we have been talking about is just how this has how this has changed the landscape of business. And we recognize what it's done in the food industry. Uh, it's been devastating for a lot of people, and for others, it's been good. I I would have to, I hate to even say that for us it has been good. We've adapted. We are fortunate that we weren't in a different position where we were we always were thinking oh we got to be in a building we gotta we gotta you know have customers be able to sit down and all of those things now are liabilities in the food industry oh yeah you don't want people in your building you don't you don't uh, yeah absolutely (laughs) you don't want a big building where you're paying for a bunch of expensive real estate downtown where people can't come sit sit down inside anyway it's really changed the landscape for us and just kind of wondering what your thoughts are and in uh, in your industry, just for those who don't don't know or don't remember, you know, at COVID, this is one of those things you don't really want to tell or say very loud to people. But at COVID, in and of itself, for us, was we had the best year. Wow! But um, a lot of people are preppers; they're worried about what's going to come, and so um, trying to keep just keep the demand in has been interesting. And the other part is is trying to you know, wonder if you get paid. So it kind of changes the way you, we used to kind of go out you could go out 90 days and we still do, but you're a lot more aware of, you know, can someone afford that in 90 days? Yeah. So, and for those who can't see this, the, and you're just listening to this podcast, Cody's wearing a, a, a sweater over there that says propane, propane yeah. on it. Works for Madison river propane. He's a, manages our local, um, a propane, I guess you call it a dealership or propane. Yeah, re- supplier. Called, yep, yep. And um, so that's interesting. That what you're saying is that from co- you know, with COVID, that you guys have actually had your best year. We honestly, too, last year we had our best year. Also, we did some things to get in position. We we upped our production, but. Right. And there was times where it really hit us and slowed down. We lost some customers because the the a lot of our customer base, or sometimes it's it's just businesses that are buying for their employees. So some of them are scared; they don't want to buy a bunch of breakfast for their employees. 
Um, they don't want somebody, I guess they're, they're assuming that there's going to be some kind of risk that, oh, we might, you know, infect somebody. Well, in the beginning, everybody was like not eating out, not doing anything, but we didn't, I mean, we seen a little bit, but for the most part, we had some of our biggest months right when COVID hit because we did. We were fortunate enough not to have, you know, customers in the building. You know, we went and uh, ate at the India Grill on 24th Street. And the health department pretty much put it under her. her like, if anything happens, you know, buffet. This is just recently. Yeah. Um, it's on her. So she's not opening up the buffet because she has to take full liability they will for all that. They will allow her to open her buffet if she wants to. But, but if something happens, she's closed down, you know, and who can afford to? Which I don't know. Like, I look at that like, how how is somebody going to prove? Like, people who are going out to eat at places and they go to a buffet and, you know. I think your liability is open either way. You're I, yeah. The door, somebody could just as easily say, hey, I, I got COVID because I went into your restaurant, whether the buffet was open or not. You know, I my first thought on that would be having them sign a release form, right? Not that that's going to protect you, but at least gives them an idea that it is their risk. Because let's be honest. Like most, enter upon your, you know. Yeah, enter upon your own risk. Yeah. Or eat upon, you know, we do the best we can. Here's the thing. Please sign this if you're going to sit down. Yeah. And I can tell you that, that uh, I, I'm surprised people haven't done that yet. Yeah. Because most of us would be like, dude, we've either had it. We know people that have had it. We've been exposed to it. Um, or it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that most people would probably do that anyway, but uh, there's a lot of fear. And the interesting part is each county um, health department is in charge of that county. And it's, so there's nothing that's you know across the board, what, what is it that we're going to do? Correct. Um, each one of the, you know, whether that's the prosecutor, the, the police, the sheriff, all of them, they each have their own feelings towards it. And so a lot of them are like, we're not going to enforce the mask. Um, we had a, a, co- a conversation with the lawyers in regards, and this is probably back in early August, in regards to mask. Well, it was a $250 fine if you didn't wear your mask. And so- How do they know, enforce that? That's the problem was, <laughs> so some of the some of the counties, the sheriff's office and the police were like, we're not going to freaking do that. And there's others that were in the health department. There's people that were resigning from the health department, different ones of the state. And, you know, in Montana, most of the mentality that we have here is I live my life, you live your life, you know. Correct. And so a lot of people have that, you know, I'm not going to enforce that mentality. And so it's been interesting. I think the biggest struggle that I'm going to see with businesses, and we're seeing it now is even some of them are starting to close down, is, you know, the law came out and said that, you know, if you've been exposed or you need to do a 14-day um, quarantine, that, you know, you'll be paid for that. But it didn't say how many times. So there's some businesses out there that had employees call in four to six times. Because yeah. they were just exposed. It doesn't they even exposed. Yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we are small in ours. So, you know, it shuts in a whole office down if you go home as exposed in the sense that people were asking, you know, what is it that, you know, we had a phone call with the health department that called and said um, that this was actually in Belgrade, wasn't here, where they went through the whole office and gave them a phone call and said that they've been exposed, they need to go home. And that's what generated the phone call for the, to the lawyers. 
And uh, the biggest one was, you know, how many times does that happen? Like how many times do we, how many times can the business afford that? Well, two weeks, to pay somebody two weeks to not show up is tough anyway, even if you're going to get reimbursed six months later, you know? Correct. And uh, and then try to live through that as a company is going to be hard. Yeah. And so then, then it was a matter of, well, if you um, go get tested, we'll wait until the test comes back. You'll get paid for that. And then, you know, we'll move forward from that. But you got to get tested. So then there were people that were upset that they had to go get tested for COVID, but they wanted their two weeks off. And so... As a manager, it was an it was an interesting time because I was like, dude, I, I'm just telling you, if you want the company to pay for it, you gotta go get tested. And uh, they're like, well, I don't, I need to stay home. It's like, well, and I'm not even sure on that. How how was that working? Was were was it mandatory that you guys paid them for all of this, or was it the company? Because like, I mean, was or... it the was it mandatory that the company pay all this, or was it just? Um... Or was it that the government was going to end up paying that? So the law that was passed, the COVID law that was passed, is that the company will be reimbursed up to 14 days mm. for that. But it does not say how many times. And so it was recommended that you stay home, but it is not required that you stay home. And so as long as the companies would go through you know, whatever the requirements were, then they would be reimbursed through the COVID law. Okay. And so the answer to that is that's what makes it, you know, ambiguous. It's a, yeah. it's a tough one to kind of work around. Yeah. Um, there was money for companies to go get, you know. Yeah. And we considered that ourselves, but the rest of the time we just kind of kept our head down and said, well, until we get told differently, we're, you know, nobody's sick. We're operating. <laughs> that's a, And that's what we did. And, and to be honest, down. I think that's, if, if we weren't lucky enough to have people, workers, um, employees that were like, hey, we're showing up, you know, short of, you know, if they didn't uh, feel very good or whatever, they would, you know, say, hey, I'll come in later, you know, just let us know. But everybody did their job. And in our office, you know, we're small enough that one person goes down and it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wouldn't take long to close a whole office. Yeah, no, not at all. It wouldn't take long to close us down for good. Because like, we're in such a tight space that yeah. if one of us was exposed, that means everybody else was exposed, and then we're done. But you, you know? shut us down for a couple of weeks, and we're not no, recovering. No cash flow coming in, bills come due, and without yeah, and I think that we're just starting we're just to done. see as we're coming out of COVID, we're the just starting to see effect. those people. You know, my sister and Cody, um, you know her she's ranting but her landlord you know said that she has two weeks to get out and uh i'm like that doesn't sound right I, that, and i said well when, when did you pay your last you know rent and she's like well i'm a month behind so it's a month and i think she's more like six weeks behind but she had paid half of it and uh so i not that i want to encourage her to argue i'm like but i did say i go Valine, look up um what it you know just the renters laws for the state of wyoming because it can take up to nine months, um, and they can't just come and tell you that you got two weeks. They have to, you have to give them a thirty day notice. So there is some things there that that uh, you know just be aware of. Just to be aware of, yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, you're not trying to promote something or or whatever. But if somebody's getting thrown out and that's not what should be done, yeah, then yeah, exactly. There's well, a way and, of doing things. And then COVID has been interesting because she worked through it with her job. Um, but she was working with the elderly and as a home health nurse. 
And so it's, it's you know, that in, in and of itself, people were struggling because they were trying to take care of their loved ones. And, and uh, you know, work for her dropped drastically at the end of the year. Wow. Wow. Well, we've been fortunate. I mean, business has just gone on as usual. Um, I feel fortunate on where we are in Montana, the county that we're in. I feel I'm glad that we were pretty rural out here. Not, Absolutely. Not everybody yep. all crammed in on top of each other. I, I really, I feel for these other companies out there that, or these other restaurants that are just closing down because they can't afford to stay open under the, the, their current setup and uh, then trying to abide by all the laws and all the pressure and everything else that they were under. Whereas we, we just kind of stayed under the radar just because, number one, we're small enough. Number two is our structure. Doesn't, people weren't thinking yeah, about a well, to-go and- window being outside when they can come and, and leave yeah. and they have social distancing and it makes it it was a blessing in disguise really is what it comes out to yeah and we kind of just had that talk with everybody in our in our group like hey we want everybody to be safe we want you to not just feel safe but be safe and whatever you whatever measures you want to take we are in this confined space we're in a 24 foot food trailer there's at times there's seven of us in there and we just kind of left it up to everybody. I mean, do you feel that if you're in here for eight hours and 10 hours and um, do you think a mask is, I mean, we'll leave it up to you to, to wear a mask, not wear a mask. We're not judging anybody. And everybody decided not to wear a mask just because what we're doing in there is um, we're all crammed in on top of each other anyway. Didn't really see that that was going to really limit us from any kind of exposure. At some point, you're just exposed to each other in there we're all people absolutely yep. we're all in on top of each other um and we're dealing with food that you know i don't know we feel that a kitchen is one of the cleanest places we keep ours clean we sanitize everything all the time we're um all of our food is maintained at temperatures and all that kind of stuff so we already practice food safety we're already trying to avoid you know situations that might put the public at risk and we already operated like that for us to me it wasn't really much of a difference other than that did they have you guys doing anything different uh oh yeah yeah you can't uh we had one spot you had to well we still have it actually up where you can only have people can come in um you have to wear a mask or your you know the mask requirement of putting it up on the door the door um we do have a window and we talked about using the window for those that don't want to come inside and there are people i mean let's be honest there's people out there they're scared and uh and so it it made them really nervous and so the options of you know we'll come out and you know take your funny and go inside and come back out and wear a mask Um, most people in montana though really didn't uh most most of them i would say the majority was didn't get too yeah they didn't get too upset huh yeah well that's, it's been an interesting year for sure. Uh, it, it seems like it's all kind of dying down. I see that the schools here, I'm not sure. Here, is it March 15th? Yeah, March 15th, they rescinded the mask requirement, so the kids won't have to wear masks anymore, which is a blessing. You know, it's, I've been reading articles about how the kids have, it's been such a hard thing for them to like interact with friends because they don't get to see facial expressions. So, Reading all those things, you know, where people communicate, it's been, it's been very interesting. So, we're really excited about that. So, what are your kids? Are they? What's what's? So the... last Monday, uh, Laurel actually went away from the masks um, with the mandate coming out from the governor, 
that they decided that they you know weren't requiring it. You can wear them at school if you want, but uh, it's not required. Yeah. And uh, my daughter, who's 11, so my I have three kids. Um, the two boys really didn't have acne very bad. My daughter was 11 from the mask. But it was interesting because all of a sudden her face started breaking out. And uh, one week of not being on the mask is you could see that it clearly is clearing up. Mm. Wow. And uh, and is it, and she was, what, getting acne in the area of where the mask is sitting? Well, they get all that bacteria. It's a bacterial yeah, yes. acne. Right around the mask and coming up a little bit on the sides of her cheeks. Um, but, I mean, you could – it's noticeably – clear within five days wow and because uh, we were like man how did we get two boys that didn't really have acne problems and then our daughter's like getting nailed with it and uh so that that's just one of them on top of you know just what you're talking about the facial expressions of the kids the communication the communications mm-hmm. um you know and even the kids were saying they had a big uh, board meeting and uh, i was on the board the prior two years and uh, just just for preference on that just to give you an idea is I would much rather go to the dentist naked than be on a school board again. Ever. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, that, oh, that process was rough. So, yeah, that was a rough one. But anyway, they had, and so I, we, I got on and listened to that uh, school board meeting that they had. And the, there was a lot of people, that, surprisingly, that came. I mean, the first 15 or 20 people stood up and wanted masks. That's how it was here, too. It was like 50%. 50% wanted masks. 50% didn't. There was only like 30 people that showed up. I so wish I would have known because I would have been there. And they weren't just taking the school board votes. They were taking the people that all came. And they the people said, no, we want the masks. And they wanted to keep them. And they're like, yeah, no, that's not an option. You either We either can keep the masks till March 15th or we rescind them now. And so... It was right there, and so they kept until March 15th, and so that's where that is. <laughs> the, the one thing that I did, the school board on ours, they just went away with it. And they, they quoted articles, you know, that were that people have read that said, you know, masks aren't really doing any good. You know, there's information on both sides. But in, in right. short, you know, if you're going to get num- it, you're going to get it. Yeah, the COVID numbers are still up. <laughs> COVID numbers are still up, right. And so um, they were pretty they, – they didn't even leave it up to a vote. Um, That's awesome. Which was surprising because then the ones that well, were on in a way, were they, 200 people. Well, in a way, they kind of did. If you want to wear a mask, you, you can. can. You but can. But if you don't. You can vote to take, you know, make that decision for yourself. And and the part that's surprising to me on that was so many people were like, no, I believe in the mask, you know. And you're like, dude, how can you put somebody's lingerie over your face, you know, and call that a mask, you know. Yeah. Well, now that's not only that. They're saying that you need to wear three, four layers of masks now because they're saying that one layer doesn't do it. So now they're wanting no, you to well, wear absolutely. like three, four layers. Well, and then you got into the uh, the part where, you know, if you're up at the mine, right, anybody who's taken any kind of, uh, you know, classing class on any kind of exposure of getting into danger, right, poisonous right. things. You learn that you can't have facial hair. It has to be sealed. You know, I've done plenty of masks. Yeah, I mean, it's so you, you're telling there. me that you put three masks over it. One's a cloth and a couple cloth. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> dude, it's still going to go from around your face. And and so, you know, maybe if you had somebody who was super sick and you know they were coughing on you, it's going to obviously help with that. But outside of really, you know, saying that you're not going to be exposed and, and never get, and it was never about not getting sick. I have no. a quick question for you. So I just read this article or I made it, it might've been on Facebook that in Laurel, um, the lunch 
line that there was somebody working behind lunch and we're not letting the kids get their food and making them go to the back of the line because they didn't have masks on. And this just happened. Yeah, yeah, and that happened. Yeah, I was like completely like shocked by that. That This lunch lady was yelling at these kids saying, yeah, you can't get your food until you have your mask. Go to the end of the line. And this was after they rescinded it or was it before? I think it was last week, actually. Yeah, so it had already been rescinded. rescinded, But people were had their option. Yeah, I could uh, not believe that. We had a huge conversation about that, too. Yeah, I was completely shocked. You did. Yeah, because, I mean, the majority of people don't want the masks, right? Right. And uh, so even though that doesn't feel like it, the ones that showed up were all people that wanted the mask. But you can tell that it's their own personal bias. Right. Um, versus what they, you know, what the average person, I mean, let's be honest, you're doing sports, you don't wear a mask, right? You're talking to your friends after school, you're not wearing a mask. Um, and so you're only wearing them to placate, you know, whatever's being it's asked. A show. It's a like show. Like wrestling. You can wrestle those kids, but they right. don't let you shake your hand. Like, yeah, and they won't raise their hand, you know, but they, yeah. you have to raise your own, right? Yeah. But the, uh, it's been interesting, but then you can wrestle them without it. I mean, and you're not only are you breathing on them, you know, you're sweating. and Yeah, um, spitting, slobbering. Spit, yeah. <laughs> you're, and then you get up and you have to go put your mask on. And so it's it's a show, but. Yeah, it, it definitely is a show. Well, and it for me, it was, you know, I don't know. For me, this this thought of like, well, if there's even a chance that it could reduce your risk of getting COVID, then we should be doing it. And then, then I started to apply that to a lot of things. I started to think, I'm like, well, what else then are we, if there's even a risk? Why are we doing, then why are why we, are we living this? life? Like, yeah. like if there's even a risk that you could get into a car accident with your kids this summer, then why are you even going to that national park? Well, and the numbers, I mean, so let's take the numbers of dying from COVID, right? are less than 2% if you're a kid. Yeah. Um, as adults, low. it's less than 6%. You have a higher chance, because it's 7%, of getting in a car wreck today. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, the odds of getting it and getting over it are pretty high. I mean, we're talking over 99%. Yeah. And so this whole this whole excitement that's around this is for less than 1% of, an, of the people that are out there. I mean, yes... It's, it's an unfortunate event. You know, people die from the flu. People die from all kinds of things. This year, COVID, you know, seems to oversee a lot of the flus. And well, they all said there things. haven't been any flu cases this year yeah, because masks are working. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But yeah. Well, that's, that in itself is debatable. Are they even testing for the flu? I don't. Because I've heard they, yeah, they don't even, uh, they I don't, aren't even, I don't they won't even they test are. for I it. I think they're testing for the, the COVID, which... In and of itself is the flu, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a, a different a new, strain. It's a different strain of the flu. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting conversation to have. But in reality, um, you know, the truth is, is we're given a we're given a space to live. You know, we're born on a day and we're going to die on a day. So do you want to spend your time being fearful or do you want to spend your time being uh, making the best of it? Yeah, I agree. We've decided to, we just don't butt heads with people on it. Well, I have butt heads a couple of times, but it's usually just a case of of somebody who's overzealous. It's it's about compliance. It's about do what I, I'm telling you to do versus is there actually any real danger or concern here? That's There's only been a couple of times. I've, I've, I've had words with a couple of people who I'm just like, 
they're just to me they're overstepping their bounds and and uh it's the forcing of it that i think i have a problem with is them just being so aggressive about it like just so aggressive that i'm like i'm not aggressive with you but they take that stance but then on the flip side the people that are actually do have health problems and they have lower immune systems and all these things it is scary for them because i you know one simple virus like anything you know but the flu or anything getting pneumonia you know that could be it for them so i agree that they need to take those precautions and i believe that those people need to take those precautions but for the majority of people i'm just like oh it's so hard I think that if somebody, you know, out of respect, yes. you know, most people will be like, hey, if you're respectful, you please put it up. Sure. I mean, I don't get in anybody's space. I'm still like when you're at the grocery store, you know, I'm like wide berthing around people because now I don't even want to get close to people because I'm like, oh, are they going to look at me all weird? Well, well, and you, <laughs> and let's be honest, the other part is by not wearing the mask, you feel like you're the. the oh, group. I'm a rebel. Yeah, you're I'm the rebel in the, in the group. And so, you you know, there's times where I've walked into a store and been like. Man, it's I, like breaking the law. Yeah, like the I law. Need to, you know, they're looking at you like you're the you're the outlaw in the room. Yeah, and uh, well, here's a little case for you. I had a, I was getting on a ski lift the other day back to our ski resort. <laughs> I'm getting Great on a picture, ski by lift. The way. I don't. I can't imagine that you thought that they were packing you in. <laughs> not at all that was that a complete malicious. i mean somebody would just somebody lifted malicious. that snow up and just yeah, kept they piling just, they it just pile it on there to be a complete yeah. dirt well right after we were at the admin office talking about that i went out to the lift and the girl at the lift who's scanning my tag i'm wearing one of those neoprene masks that kind of has a bridge i mean it comes over your nose but your nose is just it's exposed underneath yeah and um she's like are you wearing another mask underneath that mask no, I'm not. She's like, oh, well, you have to have a, if you have any type of a face mask that has any types of holes. Well, all of these face masks have, have holes, okay? This, this, what we're breathing can go through these masks. So, and we're outside. Yeah, so she held up the line and went and got a paper mask for me to put on underneath my my neoprene mask. But While I you're took outside, it from, right? Yes. So, so she's like, you, so she hands it to me and she says, you have to put this on underneath that mask if you're going to wear that other mask, you know, but you have to have this one on. So she reaches in with her bare hands. So, you know, the germs all over your hands and reaches no, in, grabs that mask and wants you to put it on your face. It's like, so your what's hands the, aren't sanitary. <laughs> so here I am transferring your germs on my face. Correct. And then I take the mask from her and then I start to go like I'm going to go forward. And then she steps right in front of me. Um, she's within a foot and a half of me. So no social distancing I have, going on. Now I've pulled my <laughs> neoprene mask down, right, which I guess didn't wasn't protecting anybody anyway. And now she stepped in front of me and said, you cannot go by me until you put that on. And <laughs> so, okay, so this isn't really about safety. Because no, if you felt that you were going to get a virus from me, you wouldn't have stepped in so close absolutely. to me. It's about control. This right? is yes, about control it's and all compliance. about control. Yep. Yep. And uh, anyway, it was amazing to me. I was like, oh, this makes no sense. And it's about negative two out here right now. So, <laughs> I'm not sure that the virus could survive with a breeze, <laughs> plenty of ventilation. Wait, the virus couldn't survive in the cold, but it, then it can't survive in the heat. But we did, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, so. to, add, to add to that, my own little one is I'm on the plane ride coming back, so I'm from uh, Cancun to Dallas. Uh huh. No, I'm from Dallas to Billings. Actually, I'm on the second leg of that, and uh, I happen to get the seat right behind. I didn't even know, but it was right behind the first class. 
and I didn't know that it was first class until, you know, about 20 minutes into this ride. But so I walk in while I'm, I'm wearing the mask, but I had had it, you know, just barely at the tip of my nose. And, uh, the stewardess, as I walked in, she goes, sir, you need to, you know, put your mask up. And then she just was like, I hate wearing them. Blah, blah, blah. You just can't, you could hear her crap, just being a crab ass about it. But I'm like, okay. So as, and this is as I'm walking in the airplane. So I sit down and uh, I start playing with my phone, you know, and the, the mask must have slid down a little bit, but I still on, but it was all under, just at, under my nose. And uh, she came back and she's like, sir, is there a problem with your mask? And uh, this is the moment where you're inside, right? You want to be just sarcastic, but I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. You know why? And she's like, well, it's not staying up. I, I can get you one that will stay up if it, and uh, I'm like, no, I, it will stay up, you know? And so she, and she's like, I don't like wearing mine either, you know? And you could tell that she's upset about the conversation. Well, in comes these four, um, one guy's wearing a PBR mask and a coat. And then there's like, you know, three of his buddies, it seems like, or they all knew each other, but they're all across the front row. Well, we get our little bottle of water. And I, I kid you not, like, they're sitting as far as you and I are from each other, where these guys are from my, from me. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Well, then she starts getting them alcohol and, and uh, drinks, and they're talking to her. Well, they were wearing their mask at the beginning. Well, they took them off, and uh, then they started flirting between the two. And I'm like, oh, if the next time she comes and tells me, and this is just in my mind, <laughs> that I need to put my mask on. Because they, they took them off and left them off. Yeah. And then they were just flirting with her and she was flirting back, you know, yeah, for the whole ride back to Billings. And, uh, uh, you know, which is about two and a half hours. So they, it was probably about two hours and they never put them back on and she didn't ask them. And so I was over. it because they were drinking? Well, I thought that at first I was uh -huh. totally like, OK, so technically you're eating. Right. And so they were dragging that out and they just kept getting drinks that's clever because <laughs> but and it was clever i kind of thought that too as, as you're watching this think in your mind like oh this is interesting then i realized that they are in a little bit bigger seat you know so technically that would be a first class seat versus where we are sitting and uh i think and then when it came back on where we we're getting ready to land and she never asked them to put their seats on right well then the one of the guys he had spilt some chips and stuff that were down and so she she was pretty pretty adamant for everybody else to like take their garbage and stuff well she beans bends down and like starts picking them up and one of the guys made a comment it's like well that's what the only thing you're good for i think is what i heard but i wasn't quite like you know how you're not quite sure that's what you heard yeah and uh my wife's she her mouth's like open you know and she i'm like does that what did they say you know and she's like i'll tell you later oh wow and uh Ooh. So that she picks and there were and you could tell that that conversation had gone on before. Well, she never once said anything to him and uh, they we landed and, you know, they left and put their masks on as they were entering the airport. And I, I afterwards I got off the airport. And I'm like, man, if they would have said one more thing, I was going to she's like, you're going to get us kicked off the plane, you know, and I would never I mean, I wasn't going to I don't care that much, but I found it an interesting on just the the standards yeah. That you had with them. You got every individual is their own police now and how they Correct. and how they want to enforce it. And if they want to enforce it, it's all up to them and they can it's make you comply trip. or not comply. Power, yeah, and that's what trip. we're doing. Big uh, power trip on some people. Some people do not need 
you know, any authority. Uh, <laughs> no authority. I, I just found it was just interesting how, you know, it depends on who you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm definitely, we're definitely not trying to put, ever put anybody at any type of risk of any kind of harm. I mean, that's not what it. And we want to be, and I'm respectful to other people. They can have their beliefs and their feelings. Like that's fine. Like I'm not gonna right. go just after don't, you, just but don't just force leave. that on me. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you can I believe what you want. So can I. And we can live yeah. in harmony. They don't look at it though. A lot of these people don't look at it as their own like beliefs. They look at it like, well, so and so has put this word out, and that's that's God has spoken, and you know, like. You know, Growing That's... up, I always wondered how how could Hitler have come to power, right? And the whole Nazi mentality of it. And I'm not saying it in the sense of a Naziness that we all talk about being, well, they're just being a Nazi, you know, or somebody wanting to do something. As much as, you know, how did how was it that Hitler was able to, and not just Hitler, but the SS, and how were they able to get kids to turn in their parents and the neighbors, right, and brothers to turn in their parents? Break them down brothers. slowly. And... Then COVID hit for us, right? For a long time, I'd be like, man, that never happened. Well, just think about what happened here. I mean, we had businesses turning in the other businesses because they show, they wanted to show up to work. They didn't even have people coming in, but they were showing up to work. Um, you know, you have people turning in, calling the, you know, no, the, a lot of this had to do with businesses. But if they weren't complying and they were upset, there was there was people that were upset at the mine. Because the mine, you know, the contact tracing wasn't being done like it should have. And you're sitting there going, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had where I was like, look, I'm as a manager of a business, you can't run a business if you're constantly calling somebody and saying, hey, you know, you were with so-and-so or you were out and I got a phone call and, you know, your, your whole place can be done. Well, here we are a year into this, right? How many businesses can survive, you know? a third of their workforce, half their workforce, two thirds of the workforce being constantly, you know, sitting, sitting on the sidelines and then still getting paid and still pay your benefits and still pay your, I mean, it just, it's interesting to see how many people don't care about that when they see it as well, right now it's a two week, you know, vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting at, at how quickly people did start to turn on each other. I know we lost a parking spot where we go out, we, we send our food truck out, we develop a location and that's where we are that day of the week, every day, every week. And that happened to us right in the, right in the beginning. So, um, this location apparently told one food truck like, Hey, our corporate has said we're not allowing food trucks. Well, they'd never spoken with us. But when we posted it on social media that we'll be parked here, we ended up going a couple more weeks um, until I found out later on that another food truck had called that location and said, how come they get to park there? You know, we can't park there. And, you know, but so then we got contacted and then we weren't allowed to, to park there. But interesting, though, how people just all of a sudden they feel like something's unfair so they're going to rat somebody else out. They're going to, you know, yep, yep. I don't know, whatever. I If I got asked or told that I wasn't to park someplace, I'm not going to sit here and I don't know. Who knows what I guess what I would do. But that did happen with us. And we lost a good parking spot. Well, we went and developed a better parking spot. So, but very quickly, uh, we saw how people were turning on each other. Plus, you were seeing it in the news. You were reading, I was reading articles, Neighbors. watching kids, kids Neighbors, that were turning yeah. in, turning in uh, parents. 
left and right, turning in parents. And uh, I've seen a lot of examples of that. And uh, yeah, kind of sad, but it, it you can see how it how it develops. Yeah, it was. We had to have a conversation with my oldest son because he was like, "I ain't learning." And uh, we're like, "Well, going to school, right? Or if you're asked, you probably should at least have one with you." And uh, so it took a little bit. I mean, he did it, but he was pretty adamant that he wasn't going to do it at the beginning. And wow. So it's just it's interesting that people, you know, we all have our thoughts on on how what what it's going to do, right? But it definitely I'm surprised by how quick it changed. And what it could do for the whole uh, group mentality of how it changes people. Yeah. Dehumanizing us, I oh, think. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I don't really know. I can't claim I know how COVID is affecting the world, as, but all these other side symptoms of it or these side things that... The fallout of it. The fallout of it. Fa- I agree. Is just changing it's changing Things everything huge. as well, we I, know it. I can tell you that I think it's going to change the way that school is done. I think it's going to change the way that work, you know, if it doesn't have to be there, that it can be done somewhere else. Uh, I think it's. I think that it definitely has changed the way that we see the workforce. There's um, definitely going to be some permanent. There's going to be some permanent differences. Permanence to it. Wow. Well. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you survived. You look like you've survived COVID so far. So far, yeah. We have too, and uh, I guess that's all we can be, be thankful for. We've lucked out. We haven't lost anybody in our family. No, both of our families. Everybody's been good. We've had family members get it. Lots of family state. members get it. And my mom's fighting it right now, but she's getting over it. My mom. She yeah, said that so. she felt like dying and wanted to die at times. Yeah, my and mom it lasted too. for a long time, and uh, for her. Um, but then she didn't want that to keep the family from being able to gather and whatever else. I mean, I was actually staying away from her pretty actively. Like, hey, let's not, we, we're in contact with the public. Who knows? Like, we're trying because to do what we can. they are elderly and, yeah. you yeah. know. But uh, they were the ones who were like, hey, we don't want to, we don't want to change how we live. There's all kinds of dangers in the world out there and we, we accept this. So once I heard that from them, I was just like, well, okay, then we all. It's their choice. Yeah, yeah. And they're the ones I felt that were most at, most at risk. So No, I agree. But, I would agree uh, with them on that too. Well, shoot. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. Make sure that uh, you stay safe out there. Will do. We'll do the Thank same. Thank you, you guys as well. We'll see you next week. Right. See you, Cody.